You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, a happy Monday to you all. Uh, welcome back to the Michigan Wild Podcast, and I'm your host, Marcus Ewing. All right, today I've got uh, a fun episode for you, one that uh, I certainly got to enjoy. I got to speak with a lifelong friend of mine, Dane Williams. Dane <clears throat> is a he's a lifelong avid outdoorsman, uh, all pursuits. Uh, he does not shy away uh, from from getting his nose into something out there, and you know, over the last decade uh, has spent a good majority of his time uh, with his his young family uh, and his wife and just exploring and, and making new opportunities and new family memories. So we talk about that. We talk about, um, you know, kind of his season recap, uh, what started, you know, his season started out west in Colorado chasing some elk um, and then kind of wrap things up here in Michigan um, with just a, a ton of success, a ton of great memories um, with his wife, with his boys. Um, and also Dane is one of the co-founders of a Michigan uh, small a Michigan small business called Hardside Hydration, which um, we don't get into too much, um, but I think it's, well, myself and Dane and his business partner, Dustin, will record another episode um, that focuses uh, specifically on Hardside Hydration um, in the coming weeks here, uh, but we didn't want to leave Dustin out uh, on this one. So Dane and I just get to catch up. Um, I've known Dane since I was, uh, I mean, we talk about it in the episode, but I think since I was five years old, some of my earliest memories uh, as a kid are, are doing stuff with Dane. So uh, this is just a, it's one that, that I really enjoyed, you know, just a couple, couple of buddies uh, being able to sit down and, and talk hunting, talk fishing, talk the outdoors, talk family. Um, so I think a lot of you out there with, with families and with young kids, um, and you know, that are working through the process of getting them outdoors. I think this is, uh, this is an episode that'll certainly kind of, uh, ring true to you on a lot of fronts. So, uh, episode 18, I always lose track of this episode 18, Dane Williams. Enjoy. All right. Dane Williams. Welcome to the podcast, man. How are you doing today? Doing great, Marcus. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's, uh, for anyone who may be 
kind of listens to both of the uh, the separate podcasts, the Average Conservationist um, or Michigan Wild. Um, well, specifically the Average Conservationist. You've you've certainly heard Dane on a few episodes in the past. Uh, Dane works uh, and owns him and his business partner own a company called Hardside Hydration out of Michigan. Here, um, we're not going to talk about that today, though. We're going to talk about. Uh, an episode is coming for that, for you listening. We're, we're going to dedicate an episode with Dane and, and Dustin uh, to talk specifically about that. But today, wanted to get Dane on and kind of talk about his hunting season, you know, how it looked for you, if you had some out-of-state hunts, how those looked. And, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of we'll kind of see where the uh, the wind blows us, eh? Yeah, for sure, man. It'll be fun. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah I was going to say, kind of kick things off for me. When did... Did you have any out-of-state hunts? Did your season not start here until October 1st with archery season? What did uh, what did it look like for you? I definitely uh, got it going early September. So um, it was, you know, we uh, spent a lot of time out west this fall doing some, um, actually this, I guess, this summer we did some total archery challenges out there with hardside. So we were kind of ramped up and I was shooting my bow all summer. And it's kind of been something fun. I believe probably five years ago, I started doing a lot of the total archery challenges, you know, just in mostly it was at Boyne and last year as we, you joined me down at Crystal there. But, uh, so that's kind of, I've always been, you know, lately it's been, been fun to kind of have a Western hunt on the, on the plate and, you know, get the bow out and stay, stay in tune and be ready to roll right into archery in Michigan. But, um, so we, we did our last archery shoot out there and it was a end of July. So we, we rolled back in August and then, uh, you know, we just started prepping everything and, uh, one of the, you know, my, uh, Dustin there. And then another friend, we, we had a Colorado, uh, archery over the counter, uh, elk hunt out there. So, and you guys yeah, have been doing that for a few years now. This is what, probably yeah. your fifth or sixth year that you guys have been out there, maybe yeah, longer. A, yeah. 2018. It finally was like, all right, time to <laughs> get back into it. I did. I used to do a lot of, you know, we've talked, I, I used to do some western hunting and you know mostly as a guide i was i was out there but and and when when i graduated you know college kind of rolled into kind of fell into doing some guiding and went to a guide school and really kind of took a love to western hunting in you know on top of michigan hunting so it, i took a couple of falls off of, of school where i got to you know do a lot of that early season elk and mule deer and then come home right as uh november 1st rolled around and <laughs> And, you uh, do some hunting, but yeah, getting so was, the best of both worlds time. there. Yeah, yeah get was, all of <laughs> all of elk season or mule deer season, or at least yeah. the prime of it out west, and then come back for prime whitetail season. I mean, that's yeah, that's a pretty good gig. Yeah, that was a good gig. I loaded up on extra, actually, you know, I got my degree, but <laughs> took the falls <laughs> off doing that. So, but I had a big gap in there where I just really, you know, basically started a family and uh, you know met my wife and we got married in 2010 and, you know, just have three little boys. So there's been a quite a gap just with, you know, just trying to, you know, be smart and, you know, do what we could afford as a starting out with a new family and, you know, get back into it. So I kind of had a big gap in there and still had a lot of, you know, still have some connections out in Wyoming where I used to work, but, um, you know, I just really didn't, couldn't really make it happen where I was like, you know, able to, do a, I was doing a whitetail out of state hunt and then, you know, just trying to time all that. So finally in 2018, a group of us, um, one of us, one of our friends from, from school there, and then, you know, two other guys, some guys that I've hunted with, we finally, we, you know, we just did all the prep and kind of got it going. So, um, it was, 
it was a lot to at the start to try to for me to just you know to realize like our <laughs> where do you you know there's so much gear out there and so many different things to to purchase you know, if, if, if you want to have everything that you're reading about or, you know, well, so yeah. And, me, was, yeah it's just so and not only stuff, that, like so. think about how much gear has changed just since, you know, you and I graduated college or, you know, in that, yeah. you know, 2006, 2007 kind of time range, time frame, and to what it is now. I mean, it's, I mean, that's not even that long ago, but it's the yeah. gear is just light years away from where it used to be in terms of, you know, just the quality yeah. of it or, you know, how light it the is. Quality, and... The weight to, weight to warm ratio. It's like, you know, you're wearing. So, yeah, that was kind of figuring. I, I, it was a kind of a big learning curve, but, you know, we dove into it. I did, did some reading and things like that. But how much easier is it a... or how much easier is it for you to prepare for one of your Western hunts now as opposed to, you know, five years ago? It is, you know, it's I keep this. So, you know, I've I've started to scale like one thing I really did this, and, and I know you, you have a lot of different, you know, you, a lot of that same technical Western gear and kind of overlap yeah. it into whitetail. And that's kind of what, when I realized, like, I have like five totes of hunting clothes. I'm like, this ain't, you know, <laughs> I don't even have room, you know, I don't have oh, a yeah. basement, I'm stacking stuff in the garage, you know. So I, I decided like, all right, I'm going to, I just basically sold a bunch of gear and, uh, you know, was able to kind of, overlap and i would i was constantly looking for stuff that would work good for both things you know if i bought a pack it was something that you know i could pack meat out west but also i've really transitioned to packing you know whitetail out instead of dragging them you know and so i just kind of really over found places where that gear could overlap and where i could get good stuff and you know uh, make it work for for both and so now you know i, I basically have a whitetail tote and uh, <laughs> and then i have you know, I have a couple of different packs, but I'll have my gear set up for, for uh, Western hunting. And, you know, I can kind of, and it's usually, it's about, I mean, I'll change it and add some things here and there, but for the most part, I just kind of <clears throat> gear that stuff up when we're, and, and be able to just kind of roll with it, you know? So. Yeah. When you actually had some success this year for the first time actually out I there, did. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that hunt early, uh, early season there was it you know we've tried we've we've hunted multiple units and 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 different things and we've always had some success but we finally the one unit we went to back in 2018 we finally made it back there and we kind of left that area just because it was really thick cover um you could glass into it but that oak brush in in western colorado was tough to hunt so we kind of were like all right we gotta (laughs) find some areas where we can maneuver but you know those areas it was just you know, so we ended up finally, we made it back to that area this year and uh, where we went and it was neat the first year. Cause we were seeing elk every day, you know, so mid, you know, Midwest guys, it was, it was, it's definitely a little easier to hike when you're seeing them and you're, you know, you, yeah, know, a little more motivation. you know, they're there, you know, compared to but just in the thicker cover where we tried a couple other units, we were doing a lot more calling and, and I have learned a lot more about calling, but, um, being able to just actually, you know, get out and, and, uh, glass them up and kind of go after them. It's fun and it's awesome, you know? So, but yeah, that's the unit we went to this year was, was really something like that where you can do some glassing and you're listening for calling and stuff. And yeah, but, I'd um, imagine we, it's, it's yeah. gotta be, it's gotta be, uh, almost like overwhelming, right? Cause you know, you go out yeah. there five years ago, four years ago in 2018 and you guys yep. kind of give it, you know, you take your first crack at it and you yep. see a bunch of elk and then, you know, 2019 comes along, you guys decide to hit up a, a different unit, presumably. And then it's got to be kind of, uh, you know, like 
when you start to plan for 2019, right, you're kind of looking back at, at the previous year and you're going, well, we saw yeah. a bunch of elk. Do we, you know, roll the dice, head back there again and, and try to, you know, apply what we learned from our first year? Or like you said, do we get to a different area where, you know, maybe the timber's a bit more wide open where you can glass and you can kind of maneuver, you know, once you kind of get into their, into their, you know, bedroom, so to speak, once you, you know, you're yeah. trying to put a stock on or you're trying to get in position, how do you guys approach that? Like, are you thinking about that? Like, okay, let's, let's just find a totally different area or maybe, you know, you go to a, you know, a unit and it's just overrun with pressure, you know, not a ton of, you know, maybe elk sign or just not seeing much, you know, you maybe go two or three days without seeing an elk. How are you kind of planning that? Like from year to year, are you taking all those things into consideration? There's definitely a, a lot of factors, but you know, for the most part, you know, we're, we were looking, you know, we, we kind of took a lot of what we thought worked that first year. And, and honestly, we should have killed two bulls. I mean, we were just some, I mean, and, and I, and I had a lot of experience with glassing and kind of hunting Wyoming, but it was new country. And, you know, with, with diving into, at that time, it was just Onyx maps. Now we're using, you know, there's so many different cool map mapping platforms like go right. hunt and stuff. So now we're using all those, but then it was like, all right, Onyx. And we were, and with some of my other experience I had with mapping, I was actually taking the Onyx points and importing them into Google Earth. And we're looking at, and I'm like, man, this is a good glassy knob right here, you know? So yeah, we were kind of doing that, you know, and that was helpful. And, you know, just, just all the pre-scouting stuff. But, you know, we kind of took, we tried to take what we thought was not working from that first year. Like I said, though, we should have, we should have killed some bulls and we had a six by six, like coming in and then, the other guy heard it, heard him bugling to my buddy that was cow calling and I'm watching this all take place. And my other buddy that's like 300 yards away rips a bugle. And as soon as that, you know, herd bull heard that he, he locked up and was like, I'm out of here. This yeah, something's right. fishy. So, right. Yeah. So, but you know, so we had a lot of, we had some chances early on, but then it was, all right, how can we like, can we find an area where we can actually walk when we see them or, <laughs> and then it was like, all right, when, you know, it's tough. It was, you know, trying to find some areas that were more conducive to calling. So that was, we were factoring all that. And plus like, you know, hell you drive, we were cutting six hours off the drive. So, you know, we were leaving, you know, Gaylord where I live up in Northern Michigan area, you know, we we're leaving there and, you know, 24 hours, the first area we went to and the other one was like 19 or 18 hours. So you're, it would really cut some time off, you know? So yeah, especially <laughs> after, you know, five or six days out there, that six yeah. less hours, five less hours in the truck on the way home. I mean, that's, that's a world of difference, man. Like <laughs> it makes it much and more palatable did, when it's less than 20 hours that you got to drive home. For sure. And what we did, something different we did. And, you know, I, I think there's multiple ways to do a hunt. You know, our first, I, the first year we we're like, all right, we're going to get back in there as far as we can where nobody's at and we're going to hunt and we're going to bring all our gear for seven days, you know, and that's what we did this year. But those middle years, what we did was kind of have that, abc type of plan and i think that's something really important for michigan hunters too is you know when you pull up at a trailhead and you got guys there it's like trying to always have these different <laughs> audibles to pull you know and, yeah yeah of course where i live in northern michigan as you know i've been here <laughs> pretty much my whole life so it's like i have too many audibles where i'm constantly <laughs> like you know i'm looking at wind direction and like okay now it's just you know habitat uh you know alterations from year to year and seeing you know, there are new cutting or is there oaks are on or, you know, just constant things. But, um, but yeah, so those out there, we had those, those middle years, we kind of had that ABC type stuff. So, um, it was, we had some chances and it was a lot of like calling and, you know, we had a couple, you know, really good encounters, but finally this year, um, we went back to that area where we could do some more glassing and, and, uh, 
uh, were able to, we, we, we saw a couple of different bulls and just couldn't, we, we, we made us, we watched one with a couple cows and it was a nice six by six and kind of got on him, but we, we bumped them and the next day ended up kind of, I set up in a spot where I basically watched, you know, 20 elk the day before across through this one area. And I just, I was like, I'm going to be there at daylight. I don't care what it takes. So I, I split out of camp at like three fifty or four o'clock in the morning and it was a, you know, a good, good hike. And I got over there and it was just kind of like, almost like an ambush type hunt where you, if I'd have had a tree stand, that'd have been nice, but I was <laughs> on the ground and they ended up just kind of coming right by. And it was Wednesday and we had planned to leave like Friday, you know, and the temps were really hot, but ended up, uh, had a you know nice cow come right by and it was ended up being like 17 yard shot so i mean it was pretty sweet yeah yeah, yeah that's it, it's got to be nice when you know you work your ass off for yeah. you know on any type of western hunt but you know an elk hunt specifically where you're glassing and chasing and glassing and chasing and all that type of stuff to you know not have to make a you know 40 50 yard shot in the timber or something like that if you can get you yeah. know a quote unquote chip shot you know 17 yards i mean that's that's got to feel good. It's got to have that confidence pretty high when you squeeze the trigger too. Yeah, it was, it was great, you know, and um, it was just fun to share the experience with my friends and, you know, and even the guys that couldn't make it that year, you know, we just kind of have a group of us that, and I, I guess I've kind of, you know, just a lot of my friends from different areas that I've lived and it's kind of like, I'm just, it's just nice to have a good group of guys to go hunting with. And, you know, like that year, a couple of the guys couldn't make it, but, you know, I'm texting him on the inreach. It was just kind of a win for everybody. I mean, you texted me on the inreach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, all right. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I texted you from the backcountry. I'm like, all right, man. But it was great. And, you know, the guys I was with, I mean, we packed it. It was so warm that day. And we tried that. This year it was that we went for this early season. I mean, it was really hot out. So we, next year, if we're going to wait. Maybe it was just, it would have been, it was tough from being way back in where we were. We were five or six miles back in and, we basically hauled that elk out in one load. You know, I had two quarters on my back. I'm like, all right, this is what Jesus. I'm training for. You know? yeah. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what you just, train for, but we shit. We posted some videos, you know, but I'm, and I was sending them to you, but it was, it was an experience. And that's the stuff that, you know, that's the stuff that makes you, that you remember all the, you know, the hard work and it's, that's what it's all about, you know, for me and just the experience of being in the back country there. So yeah, no, you kind of how I hunt in Michigan really. You know, yeah. So. Well, you're absolutely right. Is, is it makes it, all the, you know, summer mornings getting up and, you know, throwing a weighted pack on and, and finding whatever hills you can to, to get in shape or, you know, however people are preparing. I mean, to, you know, everyone's yeah. got a, their own different regimen, but no, that's awesome. And I guess I, I probably should have prefaced this early on, but uh, for the listeners there, Dane and I have known each other since we were, what, five probably. Yeah. I mean, we lived around since the corner from each other. I have a memory of my life, I'd say. You know, yeah. So. I mean, we're, we've been thick as thieves for you know, over 30 years. So yeah. So yeah. Dane and I go back a long ways and we've, we've done a lot of awesome stuff together. We've done probably a lot of dumb stuff together too. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be honest here, but yeah. Um, so you come off of, of the elk hunt, you guys are able to put a cow on the ground, ton of meat, great stories come back to yep. Michigan. What does archery season look like when you kick things off here in Michigan? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I kind of, you know, I, I guess for me, because I've lived around here I, and I'm hunting a lot of public land, I do hunt, you know, I have, we have like 10 acres at our house, but I'm surrounded by like 500 acres. And, you know, there was definitely a time in my life where I was chasing giant bucks and like hunting every, 
every night, but I really, with having my sons and stuff, it, it's kind of grown into that. And, you know, as you got to see, and I know you got some little ones coming up. It's, it's kind of what my whole like fall revolves around besides those, those hunts where I kind of sneak away. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll get out and, and hunt a couple times by myself, but my oldest is 11 and, you know, he finally, he got his hunter safety down and, you know, this summer he's really, I've been able to get his bow where he's shooting enough poundage to like, you know, Hey, he can shoot a deer and he's pretty damn accurate with it too. So yeah. it's been, been fun to have him shooting. And, and so right, right when I got back, you know, it was like, you know, I think I got back on like a Saturday yeah, or no, right before we left it, we had the youth hunt, but so that's no, right when I got back, that's right. I got back and rolled right into youth hunt and my wife, you know, she's sitting with my oldest son and he's like, <laughs> And I, and I took the other two boys and went out and my oldest got a doe that night. And so that was kind of right before bow season. So, um, but yeah, then opening day and, you know, just kind of, it's getting everything ready and, and getting out. And, and I hunt a lot of, a lot of the public land stuff I'm hunting. Um, and actually a lot of the, there's a lot of management stuff up in the Pigeon River where I hunt, where it's a lot of, um, field, pl- uh, food plots and things that the DNR puts in for the elk. So it's really a great area and I recommend like, you know, anybody that looking for a kind of a Northern Michigan, you know, backcountry type of feel experience. That's kind of where I've grown up doing most of my hunting up, right. up there, you know, and, uh, um, same with rifle, you know, that's where we go. But, um, so how is so, it, or how have you been able to, to really balance? Um, well, <laughs> let me, let me yeah. back that up a little bit. I mean, you know, yeah. as, as your boys get older, and, you know, it certainly sounds like, you know, yeah. you guys are, it's really more of a family thing, right? Especially once, you know, as they get older and, you know, with your oldest boy there, you know, probably getting close to being the age where you can, you know, set him in a stand by himself. I'd imagine that's probably only a year yeah. or two off. But how are you guys trying to 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 juggle that, you know, like making sure, you know, that, that all the boys are getting out, right? And, and I'm yeah. sure there's probably you know, Saturday mornings or something where maybe, you know, one or two of them want to just be like, you know what, dad, let's just sleep in today where, you know, the oldest ones are, you know, maybe the middle one is like, yeah, like let's, let's get out. Right. Like how, how are you guys yeah. juggling that? You definitely, you know, and for one, my wife, um, my wife is great and she's always kind of allowed me to, you know, pursue my, my stuff out in the woods and be hunting or fishing and, and chasing all those dreams and things that I, I like, you know, that that's in my network of, <laughs> who I am, but, mm-hmm. uh, we've kind of both worked, you know, just included the boys with everything we've done, you know, and it's, if we're, if we're fishing, it's like, I would, I would take them before, you know, there's, there's never like, for me that I've, I've realized it's like, it, there's just really not the right time to, you can't give somebody an age. Every kid is a little different. My youngest, I mean, it's probably because my, my oldest, he was shooting, you know, he's, he just loved shooting. So he was always, but my youngest, he's now like getting new. He's like, well, when are you going to take me? And I mean, he's like six. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm looking back. I, you know, you look on your phone. I'm like, I was taking my oldest. And, but I remember sometimes, honestly, where I had both my kids in, I, I'm like both of them in a double ladder. I'm like standing on the corner, you know, and these are the times that they remember. They're like, oh, remember that one buck that, you know, and I got him, I killed a couple of does with him in the tree. And, and, and you just really, for me, like, archery seasons in that youth hunt it's a great time just because the weather's warmer yeah you know um i really don't do like as the season rolls on i'm like all right now when it gets colder like they're like i'm freezing I'm like yeah this they'll go out once and be like die hard and then they're like wow that's too cold you know so <laughs> but i got tricks for everything really like i'll bring a down sleeping bag with them 
and it's light and I'll pack it in there and I'll bundle them right up and in the tree stand. I mean, zero, you know, zero camel breakup, I guess you'd say, but yeah, you know, anything, anything you can do to keep them comfortable and make it a fun experience. Even if, the, you know, early on it was when I, when they were younger, it was like, all right, we're going to hunt for an hour, but I'm going to find spots where the deer are just crossing right at the last hour and get out there early, you know? So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how we, I juggle it and, Try to find and, and really all the hunting, you know, we're just talking whitetail, but just finding the fun stuff that they can do, like squirrel hunting. I mean, um, it's that's something that my kids love doing. And and, and at that age, with a in, in Michigan, I gotta commend like them for compared to like when we grew up, man. It was like, you know, you wait at 12, I remember going out with my dad bow hunting, but now there's just, I mean, there's no age limit on when you can start them. And it's I know, a, you know, you know, it's a it's a cool thing. It, you know, I think a lot of guys, you know, it just depends on how you want to handle it. For me, it's, I, I have, I could get some permission on some farms and go try to get them to shoot a giant buck. But for me, it's just getting, getting them out there um, and give them, you know, giving them a good experience and making it about the meat and, you know, which is probably the most important thing. It is the most important thing yeah. for me nowadays. It's just, but it's, you know, and I, I do hunt, you know, for mature deer and stuff, but but all that, all that small game stuff is, is so exciting for them and trapping. Um, I've had, you know, I've had a, some great friends that kind of, I, you know, I didn't really grow up trapping. My dad never did, but, um, they really love that. Uh, you know, if you can, you know, set, set a trap and take them out the next day and they're just, you know, it's just like Christmas the next morning. Cause you're wondering what's going to be there, you know? So, yeah, well, it seems like, um, and, and I haven't had near the experience getting my kids out and, you know, like you mentioned, you know, they're, they're younger than, than your boys, but yeah. the, the interaction, like, like, like track, like, uh, like small game hunting or like setting trap lines, like that stuff where they can really get involved. They don't have to sit or necessarily be super quiet. You know, they can be yeah. kids, but still enjoy the activity that you guys are out there to do. And I think you've made some really great points about, you know, just, trying to make it as as fun and positive of an experience as possible because that's what's going to keep their interest right like that's going right. to that's going to be what keeps them coming back you know year after year month after month whatever you know season you're in and yeah if you go out there and you kind of take the approach of we're going to sit here till dark like we're not you know like we're going to do things the way maybe you would do them if you were just on your own and i think that's kind of a a hurdle for for some people who are trying to get their kids in is they, I don't know if they yeah. really expect it, but they hope that their kids are going to have, you know, the same, you know, kind of mental attitude towards, you know, hunting that, that we do. And again, we've been doing this for a long time, so we, we know what to expect. We know, you know, how to prepare, but you know, kids are kids, man. Like everyone is different. Like one kid gets cold fast, one kid doesn't, you know, you've got to yeah. try to take into account all these variables, but at the end of the day, you know, as, as a parent, like we just almost have to have like no expectations when we go out there. Right. We're going to say, okay, like we're going to be as prepared as possible for whatever happens. And you know, if after two hours, like, you know, it's just, it's, the kids are miserable. They're just too cold. Like, all right, then we'll pack it in. You know, we'll kind of live to fight another day, if you will. And yeah, not putting that pressure on them, I think is key. And that's, that's really what you've alluded to is, is just making it fun and making it enjoyable for them. Because at the end of the day, like that's what it's all about. Right. For sure. Definitely. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's just finding those, finding a way to make that experience like the best it can be. And, and, and knowing like, that, 
we want it to be perfect. Like in, it's just, it's, it's rarely going to happen like that, but it's, you know, just finding those wins when you're out there and, and they just, you know, kids, they love it. And, you know, it's like the first thing, you know, you take a kid fishing and they immediately are like, Hey, when are we going to eat? You know, they just, they just, they, it's just natural. You know, if you, if you get them out there and give them, give them the, uh, the chance to enjoy the outdoors, you know? So. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's gotta be another cool thing too, for, for both you and your wife is that as you know, the kids get older, you know, I would imagine that each one or maybe all of them will kind of gravitate towards certain things. I mean, maybe as you get older or the boys get older, you know, your middle boy just like loves small game hunting, right? Like that's, that turns into, you know, something that he's just super passionate about. That's his jam. Right. And maybe your, your oldest, like he becomes, you know, the next Mark Kenyon, like just a super diehard yeah. whitetail hunter or something like that. Right. So to see each one of them kind of come into their own in terms of the outdoors too, has got to be something cool because then for you and your wife, like it keeps you guys, you know, always doing something different, not having to, you know, only be whitetail hunting or only be small game. hunting. Like it gives you guys just these opportunities. And I'll tell you what, like, as an adult now, and you could probably echo this, this same thing. Like when, when your kids get older, when they're in their twenties, you know, you know, when they're yeah. adults, like they're going to look back and think back on these times with, with, you know, with you and your wife and just as families, you know, like I remember you told me you guys went to the UP, uh, during rifle yep. season, like they're They're going to look back and be like, man, like what a great time. Like those are going to be the things that they remember. Not, you know, not, playing video games or, you know, whatever it is, or, or birthday parties with friends. Like, no, they're going to remember hunting with mom and dad. They're going to remember catching big fish or they're going to, you know, remember shooting their first deer, their first squirrel. And like, that's, you can't put a price tag on something like that, man. You really can't. You sure can't. And it was, and it's been a great, I mean, I know we're starting January here. Uh, you know, it's just been, it was like last year was just a great year for my family. It was, you know, we, we definitely, you know, the, we hit that age and I, and, you know, just where, where my youngest was like six and it's like, all right, like we didn't, you know, it just got a little easier. And we're like, you know, by chance we had to like, we were, we were planning to go down to, down to Florida and my sister lived down there. And we ended up having, cause the flight cancellations were like, all right, we get, we're going to, we're either going home or we're going to have to rent a car and like drive down there last year. And we're like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of like showed us like, you know what? they can handle riding somewhere. And <laughs> so as all these like total archery challenge started coming out next year, I'm like, shoot, let's just drive out there. You know, we can make it, you know, and yeah. Take, so you it, play, it was give fun just to, yeah, to take them out West. And like, we just went for like two weeks and loaded up the truck and, oh man, just the, the planning. And, you know, it's just the same thing. You can't have everything perfect. And, you know, all those crazy times on the road, but no, we made it, and uh, we just we. It's kind of what I did a lot this year. Was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you and, just you and, almost... and we had some great results. It was like it was fun, and you know, it's just it's just you can talk about it, but you know, it's just sometimes you just got to go for it. You know. So. Yeah, because there's there. I mean, there's going to be bumps in the road, regardless. I mean, if it's you know hunting out behind the house, if it's going yeah. out west, you know, to you know to attack event or to go out west on a hunt, like there's going to be bumps in the road. You just gotta yeah. not let it get you down. You can't let it derail you completely. You know, you just gotta understand, like, hey, if it takes us an extra three hours to get there or an extra half a day to get wherever we're going, like, we're still gonna get there. We're still gonna be able to do the things we want to do. Maybe we just have a you know half a day less to do it in the end, but no one's gonna remember. You know. By the time all is said yeah. and done, like no one's going to think about, 
oh, we got here, you know, half a day later because we ran into some car troubles or one of the kids was, you know, got sick on the car and we had to stop for an afternoon or something like that. Like no one, you're not going to think about that. Those are blips on the radar. It's uh, it's the overall experience. And no, kudos to you guys for for taking that approach because, yeah, I think some people, you know, and I'm guilty of it in the past as well. We just get too caught up in, well, this could go wrong. This could go this, you know, all these things that could yeah. go wrong. But it's like all those things could go right too. You know, and right. it, things could be amazing. You just, you got to take that chance, right? Yep. Yeah, so, we, uh, how, you know, we went up to the UP there, like you said, for rifle. And it, it, honestly, like we, I own property there and I, we, you know, I've, I've made it up there a couple of times by myself. And then we went and made some summer trips up and things. I was like, you know, we just need to go up and hunt it for rifle. You know, I always hunt public land around here. And like, let's give it a try. And it was neat. My son ended up. My oldest shot a shot a doe up there that was in an area where there is some antlerless available and uh, and you know we we only we knew we had to be back you know so we hunted like opening day and then of course day two instead of being in the stand which I normally sit all day we were you know, we were you know mid we're driving back you know and I, I was like all right let's hit the road at like ten we should be back if things work out at like two <laughs> so that's what we did and um, we, you know we kind of split up when we got back to our close by my house and hunted and my my middle son he was out and uh he got a doe and and then i was like all right you know we had like 10 minutes left and he ended up that just he he went back to get the uh get a sled because we got all that snow and then i look over and there's an a point i'm like well crap because <laughs> he already <laughs> shot you know and, uh i didn't even it was like 160 yards with my rifle and i just i, I saw you know around here basically is it had a good main beam and antlers and like that's a great public land Michigan buck. So oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how so. how excited was your son so when he came back with the sled? What'd you say? How excited oh, he was came, but he? Was like because we were gonna go get his deer, and he. I mean, we were just. I had a three stand real close to my house here, um, and it kind of it start. It's on private, but overlooks onto the state land like a big cutting, and so he just bailed out and was getting it, and he was like, "I'm freezing." I'm like, "Dude, the house is right there. You want to go back? It's like, you got your, you know, just walk back, and mom's there." <laughs> And then, you know, he hears me shoot. So, yeah, of course, they don't have any, you know, we don't have any way to communicate. So I, I got down and got him. But we have, we got two deer to take care of. Them. And I include them on everything like that. Like, man, they, they love like dragon and, you know, learning to skin the deer. And, you know, it's just all that kind of stuff that, that makes it, makes it whole, I guess, you know, the full yeah. experience. But, well, yeah. And that's, so that, that's... Was, that was my Michigan buck. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, yeah. And then I know every year you uh, you make at least one trip down to Ohio. Were you able to do that yep. uh, this past season as well? I did. Yeah, we uh, we went down there. Um, we had a group of I think five of us, and we're hunting public land. Um, it's a great you know Ohio's got some good things going. You know, um, it's a one buck area. You know, all of Ohio is one buck, so there's a good chance to see a mature deer down there that's all you know we've had we've killed some nice ones over the years and we have years where it goes you know where where we don't kill any but we all, we had one guy get a nice uh, nice eight down there and stuff it's kind of that time for me when i'm like all right now it's game on you know we're, yeah. we're hunting all day sits and i at home it's just it's, it's a little more difficult for me to you know there's always somebody one you're getting pulled one way you know work and and everything Sports but yeah and I, all I that yeah yeah, I took that. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we usually do like a five or seven day hunt down there, um, and and hunt hard. And I had a lot of a lot of good. And we always try to time at peak rut, you know. Um, 
so we were down there and uh, had had some encounters everything was just uh, i had a i'm walking between stands in the middle of the day and i was playing this all day and i have like <laughs> had a had a doe come charging through with like a six point and uh then after that uh ended up you know 20 minutes later and there was a mature buck on the same scent trail as i'm like climbing the tree i'm like dang it <laughs> you know just a lot of those <laughs> kind of scenarios are finally you know i was doing all day sit and 2:30 p.m. You know, um, I was out there since the morning, but in the 2:30 in the afternoon, it was like, you know, the woods just erupts and three bucks chasing a doe right by me, like full tilt. You know, I'm like, you know, everything you can do to try to stop a deer did not help, but yeah, but yeah. So, but that was that was good, and I really so after that, that's that's November, and then come back into rifle here, and then, um, you know, like I said, you know, we got. Um, between my boys and me, I think we, we, we got five deer, you know, so we, we process them and I love just all the, I make a lot of jerky and sticks and, um, I found a, I, I get a lot of my seasons from like waltons.com and man, there's some good, good recipes on there and they have a lot of good info on like how to's and just all your YouTube videos through their content on like, you know, specific amount of you know, you know, what, what different types of, you know, cure to use. So, but anyway, I started making a lot of different sticks and brats and jerky through them and need to get a bigger smoker. Cause I end up, <laughs> I'll have, uh, you know, try to do like 15 pounds and put it in an electric smoker. Not good. I want to build a good smokehouse. And yeah. There you go. It, so, but yeah, really, uh, yeah, really come full, come full circle there. Like you're out on a live or something like that or alone, whatever yeah. that show is that, uh, yeah, they sure. recently <laughs> did that. Um, so with the season wrapped up here in Michigan, what does, what does the winter look like? Are you going to do, you know, some more small game hunting, you know, a lot of ice fishing, like what, uh, what do you kind of have on the docket? So, uh, yeah, just right now is, uh, finally the ice is, I know there's been guys out fishing, but, uh, I have not been out yet, but I have started, I'm ready. You know, I think probably tomorrow probably be my first day out on the ice I, I know there's guys catching perch and walleye around here on the on uh, the twin lakes and just all around uh, northern michigan definitely seeing some some more guys getting out uh, the weather's just been so weird we were, i was out on the ice for some beaver trapping stuff and it's just like one day it's good and the next day you know it's it's melting it's just kind of it's supposed to get up to 38 on the weekend so it's kind of um but yeah i think i love doing a lot of pan fish uh go for bluegill and then kind of a lot of perch and stuff. And then, uh, you know, I'll take the whole tribe out there and throw some tip-ups down. It's like, <laughs> you make a day you of five it. people, you can, you can be, you know, you, they all take care of their own stuff, but, but yeah, so we'll, we'll get out and do some ice fishing and, uh, starting to look at tags for next year for Western stuff. Um, starting to, uh, last year, um, with, with some of the point creep out in Wyoming, I did not, I had applied and I thought it was a hundred percent that I was going to draw mule deer um but i didn't so but this year i i talked with their with you know wyoming game and fish and just it looks like it should be a go so i'm hoping to get back into where i used to guide and uh and do a mule deer hunt in there it's a grizzly area so it's kind of some different preparation and you know making sure you know gears all dialed but man there's some giant mule deer and uh, hoping to get get out there for a mule deer hunt uh and early, it'll be like September, mid-September. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, no, that would be, that'd be awesome. I know you and I have, have talked about that offline before, but yeah, yeah, I think we may have been at like, uh, 
at a tack event and we were, I can't even remember who we were talking to. Oh but, yeah. Was, I think it was like, yeah, Corey. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, yeah. Corey Jacobson there. You yeah. know, you were talking about, you know, applying and he was like, and you were, I remember, I think you and Dustin both were like, yeah, like, I think I should be good to draw this year. And he was like, yeah, I don't, cause he knew about the point creep and everything like that. And he was yeah. like, I hate to be the one to kind of burst your bubble, but I don't, I don't yeah. know if you're going to count you, on it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a June, they re- released the results, you know, and, like dang it but it was it worked out i you know got to it is i I do love the archery hunting too you know so that's that's what i'm always trying to do you know you know i've said it with some of my friends if you know if you have if you're passionate about western hunting like i am too it's very difficult to you know to get a lot of experience because you know we're hunting one hunter that lives in you know and hunts every day or hunts hunts archery see a full season out there it takes us like five years to get that much you know oh yeah experience you know so right and when i used to guide it was all rifle you know so we did a lot of a lot of glassing and stalking and things like that but uh, getting getting used to hunting archery elk is is different but it's a it's a riot man yeah i know i know we've uh you and i've i mean we've been talking about it for the last probably three years anyway of getting me to come out there and I just I think as my kids get a little bit older and they're both in school it'll be a yeah. lot easier to to try to find that time because yeah yeah I'm I'm chomping at the bit man it's it's on my bucket list I mean I know how hard it is to you know even have encounters let alone actually put an arrow into one so yeah congratulations yeah. again on, on putting one down Thank this year because I know you've been you've been working your ass off to try to get to try to get yeah. there yeah for sure you know and like one year it just you never know i had a knee injury the one year it's like come on couldn't catch a break yeah couldn't catch a break you know or a week from going out and like i guess i'm you know i had like a knee infection from a i had torn my meniscus and uh, it's like dang it but so but yeah it's it's uh it'll get easier you know for me that's what that's kind of like happened is you know as our kids got a little older it's you know they're a little more a little easier on mom to sneak away for a week and yeah get out there get after it you know and it is nice uh i like having the in reach just to get you know just for safety stuff but it's nice yeah you know it can be nice or it can be kind of get messy up a little when you're out in the back country but it is nice to like make sure everybody's good back home and stuff you know yeah so a little little bit of peace of mind that's for sure yeah a little peace of mind out there but yeah i'm i'm looking at this total archery challenge schedule for hard side trying to figure out like all right what can i what with my other job you know trying to balance it all and trying to figure that's that's something coming up that's trying to figure out how i can you know which ones we're going to go to and which ones we'll be at for booths and stuff so yeah because hard side continues to grow and and like i said we'll yeah. we'll get another episode <laughs> we'll get where we get yeah, yeah you and dustin both on and, and we can kind of talk sure. about that and i've seen some new products that you guys have launched but yeah for those listening yeah. if you haven't you know kind of a preemptively go check out hardsidehydration.com and see what dane and, and dustin are putting together there because they're they're changing the game when it comes to, uh, you know, your hydration setup, whether it's tree stand hunting, backpacking, biking, you know, certainly backcountry hunting. Um, yeah, the swig rig, hard side hydration. It's, it's a game changer. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been running one for shoot, probably close to a year since you guys had sent me one, you know, when you guys first kicked things off and yeah, it's, it's an incredible product. So, but, uh, Dane, Dane Williams, I appreciate the time today, man. It was great catching up. Look forward to uh, heading out yeah. to Salt Lake City here in a few weeks for the uh, Western Hunt Expo with you and Dustin and Brian. And, yeah, just chopping it up with people out there and, and recording some more episodes with you guys. That is going to be a blast, man. It's going to be fun. And 
fun to hang out for a good weekend and catch up and get to see a bunch of different uh, stuff coming out for the hunting industry and lots of new gear and stuff. So yeah, always time. a good time for sure. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you again. Best of luck this weekend if you get out on the uh, get out on the water and uh, talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. Well, big thank you to Dane for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, be sure to go out, rate, subscribe, share all that good stuff um, with the Michigan Wild Podcast. Uh, all of your support uh, is greatly appreciated. Uh, I certainly hope that you guys are enjoying some of these episodes. Uh, if there's maybe a specific guest or a specific topic that you guys would like to hear about, feel free to reach out uh, through Instagram. Shoot me a message there uh, and we can see. I'll see what I can do about uh, getting someone on. So until next week, Michigan, stay wild.